I want to talk about something that we all should know, um, but that we often need to be reminded of, in my opinion. That's going to come from 1 John chapter 4. If you'll read along with me, we're going to begin in verse 7. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent His only Son into the world, so that we might live through Him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that He loved us and sent His Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God abides in us and His love is perfected in us. By this we know that we abide in Him and He in us, because He has given us of His Spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent His Son to be the Savior of the world. Whoever confesses that Jesus is the Son of God, God abides in Him and He in God. So we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in Him. By this is love perfected with us, so that we may have confidence for the day of judgment, because as He is so, also are we in this world. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because He first loved us. If anyone says, I love God and hates his brother, he is a liar. For he who does not love his brother, whom he has seen, cannot love God, whom he has not seen. And this commandment we have from him, whoever loves God must also love his brother. So Timothy talked this morning about the day of judgment. Looking there, we should either be excited or scared, depending on uh, your relationship with Christ. And here, we, here we, uh, John tells us about God's love, how he sent his son to die for us, to be that sacrifice, to take our sin. And because of that love, we should be able to extend love to the people around us. John says love. Why? Because God is love. Love is from God. And if we have accepted that love from God, we've experienced that, the most natural thing that we can do is love. Ben Stewart put it this way, love embraced because becomes love extended. That's the rhythm. So when we embrace that love from God, the only thing we should be able to do is to share that with other people. It said, so we have come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. God is love, and whoever abides in love abides in God, and God abides in him. The way we think about love sometimes is misconstrued. I can say I love Chipotle burritos in the same sentence as I love my wife. You wouldn't really blink twice because English is weird like that. We use the same word and we mean completely different things. The reason I say that is as we move forward, you'll start to see some differences between the way the world loves or sometimes the way that we think of love and what 1 John 4 is talking about in agape love. It says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment. Whoever fears has not been perfected in love. We love because he first loved us. 
So by implication, the type of love that God has given us should be the same type of love that we radiate to the people around us. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. This is an overarching principle in Christianity in general is to love. We speak the truth in love. Everything we do should be in love because if we're going to shine the light of Christ, as we say often, we have to do that in the same style that Christ did. When Christ came, he didn't just love those who followed him. He loved everyone. He, he loved the prostitutes that he sat with and the tax collectors that nobody liked, not condoning their actions, but showing them a love that they, I guarantee you, had not felt before. And a certain level of sacrificial and unconditional love. We've come to know and to believe the love that God has for us. And it's easy to read through these passages because it sounds a little bit repetitive. But there are some things I want us to, uh, to, to get out of this verse 16. If I asked any one of you, did you know God loves you? You would say, yeah, I know. You'd get it right on a quiz. We've heard that since the time we were little. Everyone knows God loves you, but do you believe God loves you? Have you really let that set in? Because we're given a couple characteristics of people who know and believe that God loves them and know and believe the love that God has for us. There are a couple things it says. First of all, it says we ought to love other people. That's that's just what happens when you experience that kind of love. But there's also a certain level of fearlessness that comes with experiencing God's love. There's a certain confidence that you can have walking through your life when you've experienced, when you know and you believe in the love that God has for us. Like Timothy was talking about this morning and like... Uh, 1 John chapter 4 talked about a confidence in the day of judgment. And I believe that's linked, that, that's exactly what he's saying when he says, uh, without fear. There's no fear in love. When we experience a real, true, unconditional, sacrificial love from God, and we know and we believe in that, there are a couple characteristics. One is to be free from uh, fear. And one is to be free to love other people. So a couple things about God's love. It changes us. Uh, Ephesians 5 says, Therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love. There's a certain response we should have to that type of love if we really know and we believe in that. God's love should radiate through us. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love one for another. So one thing I want you to notice is that people out in the world can love each other and can love people around them. But this specifically says that if we love each other the way that Christ loved us, people will notice that. So there's something different about a godly love, about agape love that Jesus has for us that we'll talk about. And God's love reminds us of our purpose. We have a reason to get up in the morning and go about life with a confidence, with a fearlessness, because we have nothing to worry about. 
God's love and His compassion on us and His sacrificial, unconditional love is always with us. No matter what we face, the good and the bad times, we still can go about it knowing that we have a greater purpose in Him. We hinted at it a little bit, but there are four different types of love mainly in the Greek language, uh, two of which we see expressly in the New Testament. One is eros. That's what we'd probably call a romantic kind of love. There's storge. That's more of a familial type love uh, that you would have for your blood relatives that maybe goes a little bit deeper than just a friend. So I might have a deeper connection with my little sisters that I want to love and protect than I might just any other coworker or friend that I've built a relationship with. In the Bible, we see two expressly mentioned. One is phileo, which is more of a brotherly, buddy, companion type love. Mentioned in John 11, uh, when Jesus was visiting the family of Lazarus, and they said, the one you love is sick. That word love that we translate into the one word love that we use for all of it, that word love that they used in Greek means your friend, your companion, he's sick. And agape, for, uh, like we see in John 3.16 when it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That's a very special type of love. And the reason that the world should be able to see that when we love one another is because agape love is different than any other type of love that the world might feel or have for each other. There's something different about the kind of love that God has for us and that we should have for each other. In Matthew 5... Beginning in uh, verse 43, we start to see some of this difference. You have heard that it was said, You shall love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good, and sends rain on the just and the unjust. For if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Do you... Do not even the tax collectors do the same? Here's the tax collectors again. Nobody really liked them, apparently. Um, But anybody can love those who love them. But the challenge comes when you love those who are your enemies, who treat you wrong, who persecute you. This is that agape love, and that's what we're talking about in 1 John 4. Agape love, the unconditional, sacrificial love that Jesus showed to us when he came to earth and took our punishment. We ought to know and believe the love that God has for us. What are some characteristics of people who know and believe? We're fearless. We are a fearless people. We don't have anything to worry about in this life or the next because we know that God's love and our love for each other covers a multitude of sins and we can go about life with a wonderful confidence about us, being reminded of our purpose. Because if you don't feel loved sometimes, you can wake up in the morning knowing that the most powerful, magnificent, beautiful being in all of existence loves you. And that you have a purpose because He loves you. And He wants something for you. If you know and believe that you're loved, you become free from fear. You become free to love the people around you. This afternoon, I don't know what you may be dealing with. We haven't talked for long, but I hope that it's been a reminder for you. 
This afternoon, we give an opportunity for people to come forward if they're struggling with something, if they want to become a member of God's family. The type of love that should be shared here is different than any love you've ever experienced in your life. Because the kind of love that would cause a man to come and to die and to suffer for us for something he did not do, crimes he did not commit, to set you free is a different kind of love than we can hardly even fathom. But I hope this afternoon that if we know and we really come to believe in that love that Jesus has for us and that God has for us and that he's given us, that we radiate that not only to the people in this room, but the people outside of this room so the whole world knows. And if you're struggling with anything, if you're struggling to find a purpose and you wake up feeling lonely or you feel like maybe your family has betrayed you, your friends have betrayed you, maybe you don't feel loved this afternoon, I want you to know that there's a Savior who loves you. The most magnificent, beautiful being ever in existence, your Creator came down for you and loves you and wants great things for you.